You guys, isn't it so freaking hard to get yourself to do things? I don't I don't like saying I'm a broken person. I don't think that's good to speak that over your life. But I have my entire life struggled to get things done. Anything that doesn't have like an immediate in the moment sort of reward. I'm not great at doing. I read a number of books this year. They were a little bit of a game changer. So I'm going to unspeak that over my life that I'm somebody who struggles all the time, but I still do struggle. Um, but some of these ideas from these books have been very helpful. And I thought I would share some of these today. One of the books I read was Atomic Habit by James Clear. The other was Dopamine Nation by Anna Lemke. And then there was Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. Real big self-help kick here, but I need a lot of help. So this, I mean, this lack of ability to focus has been going on since I was a child. I can remember being like at home, my parents went to choir and orchestra practice, and I had the task of like doing what probably should have been a 10 minute like spelling, <laughs> spelling assignment. I hate spelling, I'm awful at it. And um, my sister and brother would be in the living room watching Rescue 911, eating Pop-Tarts, and I would sit in the dining room for hours to the point of working myself up to tears because I couldn't focus on doing the 10 minute thing because all I could focus on was the fact that I was hearing snippets of rescue 911 little updates. Remember rescue 911 updates when they show you an old episode and they tell you something new they learned or maybe that was unsolved mysteries. Either way, <laughs> both great shows and they're in there having a great time mowing down on brown cinnamon sugar Pop-Tarts. I've always been that kid. Kindergarten. And literally, instead of getting to have playtime, you would like get to go from like an assignment, which was probably just like writing the letter M on a piece of paper over and over, to playtime once you got done. And I opted for instead of going to playtime and getting my assignment done, just watching Rachel Gardner and Jake Gerard play. I mean, they were having a good time and it was it was hard to focus on the task at hand. <clears throat> Anyways, I found some hacks this year. I I've read some hacks and I've found different ways to imp implement them in my life. So <sighs> part of this is part of this is knowing that your brain needs dopamine to pursue a goal. You, when you go after a goal, you need dopamine. And when you get the, the um, reward from the goal, you get a dopamine blast. <laughs> so part of this is about preserving your dopamine, not using it up on, on uh, quick, easy fixes so that you've got the ability to focus. 
there was this um this study done with rats and they blocked all their dopamine either the dopamine receivers or i don't know how they did it they're scientists and these fucking rats had no desire for anything. They tried to give them water and food, and they were like, nope. They ended up dying of dehydration because they had no motivation. So dopamine is very key. Uh, Anna Lemke in her book, Dopamine Nation, talks about the pain-pleasure balance and how we are getting these like easy, quick fixes of dopamine all the time, whether it's chemically-induced, drug-induced, telephone-induced, um, <laughs> masturbatory-induced. She goes on a story about a guy who uses a machine to jerk himself off. It's a wild one. He he uh, he first starts off by taking a um, <laughs> a record player arm, and it's attached to something that's attached to his weenus, and it's just the movement back and forth. I would jerk him off, and then he started doing electrode stuff. Anyways, we all we all have our thing, you know. We all have our thing. For some of us, it's phones. For other, it's tying our record player to our penises. But whatever our vice is, once you use up that dopamine for an easy, quick fix, suddenly, I was making sure I was recording. <laughs> uh, suddenly. <laughs> Your uh, your teeter totter of your brain goes into like a pain state, and you kind of lose dopamine in your brain. When you don't have dopamine in your brain, you have no desire to do anything, just like those little baby rats. So, some things to implement: don't go for the easy, quick fixes, especially early in the day. That's something I started to know about myself: is that the moment I wake up, I've got time before I have to do things in the beginning of the day. The moment I just go ahead and take a peek at my phone, it's over. My brain's done. It's It's got an easy, quick fix, and it just wants more of it. It doesn't want to do the hard work like writing. Another way to up the amount of dopamine in your brain, which helps you pursue your goals, is you can medicate. <laughs> I did that for a short little time, and boy, was it wonderful. <sighs> I did methylphenidate, game changer. Basically, basically I started, oh my God, I should have done it my whole life. I don't know if I should. And I don't actually know if I'm pro Ritalin. I think I'm con Ritalin. <laughs> but boy, is it great. I, at like the last semester of college, I started taking Ritalin, a very light dosage of it. I'm very easily affected by drugs. And you know what? I could read. It was amazing. My brain was just like super focused all the time. Now, here's the thing with you still had to like when you were when I was on it, I still had to like give myself structure. Like I'm going to do this for this amount of time and that and that because I would I could get on Facebook and be super focused for you know, three hours or play video games, super focused if I didn't choose to do those things. But when that methylphenidate up the dopamine in my brain, game changer. Love it. I actually, um, I actually one time was on methylphenidate in my apartment and I turned on some water to like rinse out a dish 
and I went in the other room to focus <laughs> on working on something on the computer. I forget what it was. And I didn't clean up the sink very well and it was plugged. And I was like, what is that? What is that sound of water running? I don't know how much time passed, but I went into the kitchen and there was water pouring out of the sink <laughs> all over the floor. I was like, ah! I ran and got some uh, towels and tried to sop it all up. I um, lived above, luckily, an empty storefront. I went downstairs and I looked through the window and there was just water all over the floor pouring from the roof. It was like in Home Alone when the wet bandits uh, <laughs> flood all the houses. So you can be very focused on methylphenidate. It's wonderful. There's this, um, this study out of uh, Brown University by Dr. Michael Frank and team. And they, they, they measure the amount of dopamine. It's present in a certain part of the brain just naturally. And they gave people these tasks and they could pick a harder task and get a better reward or an easier task. And the people with natural, um, and they'd get a lower reward. And the people with nat, uh, naturally lower dopamine uh, didn't opt for the harder tasks. Then they gave these people methylphenidate or Ritalin and then something else that upped dopamine in their brains. And they found that the people with natural low dopamine were more inclined to do a harder task to, re um, to receive a reward than before, but not the people who have naturally high levels uh, or higher levels of dopamine. Ultimately, what this study was showing was that having more dopamine present in your brain actually causes you to focus more on the reward that you will ultimately get than the cost of the work that must go into it. So it kind of reinforces this idea that you want to be careful to preserve the dopamine in your brain so it's there and accessible, accessible <laughs> when you need to go after um, the sort of work and goals that are harder and don't pay themselves off immediately. <sighs> okay, uh, some other uh, ways to get yourself to go after goals. Um, enjoy the journey. I mean, oftentimes the journey's part of the fun. Think about Christmas. I fucking love Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year. And I've realized that the magic of the season isn't December 25th. It's all of it leading up to it. And in fact, December 25th sometimes is like, not a letdown, but a little bit of a letdown. It's like, once as soon as... as soon <laughs> See, we just only did a Christmas morning thing <laughs> growing up. And I don't want to make it all about presents, but that's part of the fun. You would wake up in the morning... And like, as soon as you opened your present and we were done with our like special breakfast, we didn't have anything else we were doing that day. And it was still December 25th, but it was kind of a little bit of a letdown always. It's always like the magic of knowing Santa's coming and having hot chocolate and going to the Chris Kindle market here in Chicago. I went about four times this year. The one in Wrigleyville is amazing. It's a little bit smaller than the one downtown. If you haven't been to a Chris Kindle market, do yourself a favor and go to Germany and do it right. I've, I've done that. 
Uh, it's the best. People are outside in the cold, drinking spiced wine, hot chocolates, going to little booths and looking at, I don't know, little little tiny trinkets. It's great. Anyways, I love Christmas. What am I talking about? Oh, in, enjoy the process. So um, <laughs> one idea is couple couple something that feels a little bit harder with something that feels positive. So if you hate running on the treadmill, I hate running on the treadmill. I'm not suggesting this, but like allow yourself to like watch a movie while you're doing it. Couple it. I don't know. Here's here's the idea that actually I found more helpful than coupling is stop while it's still fun, especially when you're starting to begin a new habit and you're trying to work towards a goal on a daily basis. Uh, don't don't push it to the point of it being awful and painful. Stop early while it's still fun, while you're learning to build that habit and get used to that habit. Oh boy, track it. Oh wait, oh, I want to say this. Speaking of, also speaking of making it fun, I've been doing improv for years. It's really fun. It pays off immediately. It speaks to the sort of things that I like. I like immediate fun. Um, but sketch writing, stand-up, all that stuff is like work now, fun later. And uh, about oh, four years ago or so, I, I wrote a sketch show on my own. Usually when I've done sketch, it's been a collaborative process for the most part. And I was like, the only way I'm going to be able to do this, I'm going to make it fun. And so I did make it fun. I made a book. I painted it. And for the sketches, look at, I did like, I got a fun pen. I got, um, what is this pen? I love these pens. The Pilot G2 07. Great. I brainstormed. The the, the sketch show was, you missed it, but it was uh, called Youth Group. And it was from uh, the perspective of me being an overzealous youth pastor. And uh, my friend, Eli Weatherby, uh, co-starred in with me. You draw pictures instead of just like typing on a keyboard. Look at this, isn't this a lot more fun? Even though like I had to wait to have a sketch show, you know, months later after writing. I wanna see if there's any more fun pictures in here. Look at that. That's a kid uh, next to Satan. He's watching, um, Disney sing-along videos. It's basically a commentary on, um, you know, media and social media um, corrupting our brains. Anyways, make it fun. Um, track it. This this kind of makes it fun too, and it just keeps you to your to your goals. So I got a habit tracker. This is a very Jerry Seinfeld thing. He does this with stand-up writing, where he puts down a X on a calendar every day that he writes and you don't want to break the chain. A couple of these people, James Clear, oh, and maybe Gretchen Rubin talk about this as well, where if you track it, like getting to see the progress being made even before you achieve the long-term goal is so important because there's a lot of things that don't have an immediate effect in the short term, but in the long term, when they become habits, they're very important. Like whether it's for me writing, like I can focus 
minimum 20 minutes a day. Sometimes I'm like an hour, hour and a half. But doing that every day for two months, three months, four months, suddenly like I have a stand-up set or a sketch show. (laughs) Um, Make it easy. I don't know what that means. Here's another Gretchen Rubin idea. And that is start your new habits that have you working towards a goal on a special date or during a life change. That's why like New Year's resolutions are so helpful. As it's a new year, you've got a fresh start and you're like, okay, I'm going to start now and know very specifically what your goal is or your, the habits you want to work towards and just pursue those. Last year, oh man, oh. last year I gave up drinking a couple times. I've given up drinking for a year before and it always works best when I like have a start date that's like a special start date whether it's the first of the month, the beginning of the year and then I stick to it and I can't make any exceptions. That's what I know about myself. I can't make exceptions. Not with drinking. If I want to take time off, I have to be like, oh, completely, completely cold turkey. Because if as soon as I start thinking like, but I'm allowed to like drink if I'm with people, then I'm going to just start inviting people over to drink. I'll find, I'll find a loophole. So don't give yourself a loophole. All right, that was a bit rambly. I know... I'm going to try to do a little bit more of these solo podcasts this year because I think they are a good way to force me to learn a topic a little bit more, enough so that I can at least articulate it in part. These people, uh, Anna Lemke, James Clear, Gretchen Rubin, they if you want to go in depth, read their full books because they do such a better job than me, but maybe they've Maybe I've at least tickled your appetite <laughs> to read a couple of those books or giving you at least an idea or two that you could use in your life. Happy New Year, everybody. What a blessing. What a blessing 2022 is going to be. I, I freaking love the new year. It feels like such a fresh start. I sat down this year and I uh, wrote down all the things I was thankful for last year. Last year was pretty good pretty good. And I feel like on paper, I was like, what a great year, even though maybe in the zeitgeist of it all, it was a shitty year. I don't know. I don't want to rub that in because I know maybe people had a bad year, but (laughs) let's have a good next year. Uh, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with this podcast. I want to congratulate myself a little bit. I want to reward myself by congratulating myself for doing this podcast, I have a real hard time talking into a microphone on my own because what my brain wants to do is it wants to stop myself every time I'm halfway through a sentence and be like, eh, you could have probably said that better. Or you just made a silly look on your face while you said that. And then I want to go back and retake it. And then I just do that over and over and over so I've given myself the goal of not letting myself do this the whole episode. There's, you might see a couple jump cuts, but uh, I hope I hope it was still enjoyable, even with some of the sloppy stuff left in. Thank you so much for listening. 
uh, I'll be on the road soon from the van doing a little comedy tour, uh, teaching and performing, and uh, hopefully finding some improv guests along the way. And so maybe the next podcast you're going to see is going to be from the inside of my hashtag van life van. All right, everybody. Oh, if you do me a favor and do a little clicky click on the subscribe um, or leave a comment or a review, that seems to go a long way in helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And I would much appreciate it. Wait, do it right now, please. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That was very sweet of you. All right. <laughs> Bye. Dance in the middle of the night. Come on. Dance appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Come on. Dance in the middle of the night. Come on. Dance.